Oh yeah, baby. It's a party in the USA. It's a party in the PYP. We're back for championship weekend. USA championship weekend. You know Bert's rocking with some footy picks. Oh yeah, baby. Do you have some football picks, though? I've, I've, I've paid way more attention to soccer. Because if you listen to our, our crowd at the stadium, we say it's called soccer. It is called soccer. So I've been paying way more attention to soccer. That's the most like alpha chant that we have is we didn't invent the sport. We don't even like the sport. We just renamed but it. But we renamed the shit out of it. And just like our metric system, we are calling it soccer. If we had only beat England, well, which we will in the finals... We'll really start calling it soccer now. Is that the only time we can rematch England is in the finals? Yeah. You're on the opposite side of the team. Those cowards. It'll come home. It's coming home. Yeah, to its real home. To its real home, the team that wins everything that it does. Boomer's all over the USA. Yeah, I'm a big soccer guy, big football guy. Um, You know, I'm I'm fired up for Saturday. I will say, outside of Christian Pulisic, Can you name one player on the USA soccer team? No chance. No chance. But you are... Uh, Who's... It was the guy, uh, African-American guy that was young. Tim Howard. No. uh, Tyler Adams. Yes. Our king. No. He's 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 talking about... unsung hero. He's talking about... He he was like really good when we we missed missed the the World Cup last time. You're talking about Freddie Adu. Am I? I don't know. He was like like 18 years old last time we... Yeah. When we missed the World Cup. You're talking about Fred, no, Pulisic was 18 years old when we missed the World Cup. Oh, that must be him. Yeah, that had to been him. He was crying in the shower with his but daughter. When we missed the World Cup. Yeah. The last time we played the World Cup, though, you were talking about uh, African-American man, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, when oh, we played Belgium was, wait, in the World wait, Cup. Wait, wait, wait. I might be getting mixed. Did, did France have a really good young player? Mbappe. Yes, okay. All right. Their colors are red, white, so and blue. So that's, that's how much I know about soccer. <laughs> this is this is a real, a true footy podcast. Don't listen to Boomer's footy picks. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I, just, I just ride with uh, Bert here. Yeah, no, Bert gives out the footy and we're picks rolling. and we tail. I mean, he, he might be hanging up the uh, stethoscope soon. I will say, Bert. last pod, Bert, <laughs> at the very end of last pod, Bert gave out some fire footy picks. Yours truly, Rose Bagman, did not quite get the pot out early enough. I was a little hungover. Didn't quite get the pot out early enough. That was also when games were starting at like 5 a.m. and and 8 a.m. So you can't quite follow me, but all of his picks before I released the pod won. And then the one game that started after the pod released lost. So have you, not, have you been tweeting him out? That's hand up on me. He said it on the pod last week. I know, yeah, but I didn't you tweet need to him tweet him out. out. You do. I, I, yeah, I will. Yeah, All you're, right. you're, you're, you're stealing from our fans. Well, all right, I'll tweet him out. He's going to put money in your pockets. That's all you got to know. USA is a dog against the Netherlands. This is a true football podcast, though, and dogs were barking during rivalry week. NC State beat North Carolina outright. Cal covered against UCLA. Florida covered against Florida State. Michigan won outright against Ohio State. South Carolina won outright against Clemson. Shout out Pullman Profiteer riding the Gamecocks to like plus 30 units or whatever the hell he's done the past couple weeks. Georgia Tech covered against Georgia. Oregon State covered. (laughs) Every dog covered. Auburn snuck in the back door against Bama. I mean, every dog was barking last week. Makes me a little weary coming into conference championship week. That maybe the dogs were a little too hot. Maybe the public's gonna be a little too dog friendly next week. And That's they're not gonna the way be it's looking anyways. It, I've seen it heavy on favorite so far. It is heavy. But we'll get into that. 
Speaking of Auburn, I guess we need to broach the subject. Yeah, they uh, couldn't steal our coach. I will say, at this point in time last week, I may or may not have said some things about the current Ole Miss head football coach, Lane Kiffin, that were true at the time, maybe still are true. I dropped a few phrases describing him. I may have said he was a narcissist, a petulant child, a sociopath. I might have said those things. I don't know. You'll have to review the tape to find out. Those things still might be true, but he is still the Ole Miss coach, and I will defend him all the way to Valhalla on those takes. I I don't think I've had anything to apologize to Lane about. I I do wish he handled it differently. But my my one question for you, Bagman, is if uh, with John, what what was that reporter's name? Soktolov. Yeah. If that tweet does not come out on Monday oh, night, do you, do you think he is still our coach? Yeah. If John Sukumov didn't tweet that, I think I think I literally think that I Lane, think he would still be it, but I, I think it would have been a easier. Like, like he could have more clearly thought about the decision and, and. I think the more realistic thing was that they were they were all like echo chambering each other. Yeah, just listening and, to and Auburn sources media. were like all chirping the same thing, and so it just. But like grew in in well, it's mass. like a, it's like a game of uh, telephone. Like yes. one person heard it, like oh, I heard it from ten different people, but they heard it from the same person. When in reality, Lane was probably not even really. Th- he was. He said the whole time that I don't deal with this shit until the season's over. And I think he probably he wasn't probably thinking about. it. I bet Jimmy Sexton was all over it, thinking about it. Probably in Lane's ear, you know, giving him bits and pieces of information. But at the most, Lane was maybe like 60-40 one way. The odds were he probably hadn't given it enough thought at the time until Suckamov and all these other reporters started like chirping. And he's like, well, shit, now I have to address this. And so if I'm going to have to address it, I'm going to spite you and just say, you know what, I'm going to stay. You know, I, I think it's uh, kind of in the words of uh, Hugh Freeze. It's about family. I, I think that that might have been the pushing him over the edge one way or the other. I yeah. Think, I think his, uh, apparently his kids were very vocal about wanting him to stay. I will I, say, I was, when I saw Knox pregame on the sideline or on the field, yeah, with the, you know, with playing the with all the players, and then obviously at that one moment where he had the, the uh, flamethrower, fire extinguisher, whatever. Been way sick of God. Wait, 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 we, we didn't play That's what the Hawks should do, flamethrower. Yeah, who played last week? I don't, well, who, when, what, when was that? I have amnesia. We played I, I don't, I don't remember that, that game happened. No, Knox wasn't there at that game. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe I dreamed this. Yeah. yeah but but I know maybe, what you're saying. That's what it made me feel confident. Like, it because felt like the, his son was The Hogs blind. and Revs haven't played a football game in like two weeks. Well, the Revs haven't played in three weeks. And even before <laughs> then. Weeks. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still seven weeks. Last game we played was Great A&M. <laughs> Last game we played was A&M. <laughs> the, uh, but no, I, I'm happy that Lane, Lane stayed, obviously, and... You know, he, I think he's got a little work to do to kind of build up trust with the fan base again. But, I mean, he's well, – I guess this kind of leads into our, our next topic. Uh, he's already out there trolling Hugh Freeze. Yeah, Marcelo – Brandon Marcelo, like an Auburn he, – he was an Auburn beat writer. Now he's a little more national. He came out and – Freeze in the press conference, he was just quoting him and said uh, Freeze's quote that was, you know, I don't want to offend anyone here, which anytime you say that is like – whatever's next is going to be offensive, but 
Free said, I, I feel like I've, I've landed in a better job now. It's a top 10 job in the country, and where I was before wasn't that good. And Lane quote tweeted that by saying, I would tweet at you, but I hear you don't even run your own Twitter account anymore. Sorry about it. Auburn won't let you. Which, in classic, that, that means he, Lane is fully back in his troll in his troll state. Oh, that, that got me back in, and I'm like, oh, he, is he, we're back to normal. Well, he went a little off the... He went <laughs> that off, was his apology yeah, to well, you no, guys. It's, it's like, uh, I don't know, you, you got a big fight with your girlfriend, but then, I don't know, you kind of get back in... That was him saying, things. babe, I love you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he's he got to love us back he, he got a little off the rails there with the suck of, with the suck him off tweets. Yeah. Saying, saying like, clown boy and, and, you know, doing the whole, like, Microsoft Word document printout. He was a little off the rails there. Now he's back to his roots, giving fire-ass troll tweets at an opposing team in the SEC's head coach. That is the lane that I know and love. Back to his roots. Free is also, I think, the reasoning behind some of that. Like, why why does Lane hate Freeze? Words from, from sources say that Freeze was one of the ones that was slowly leaking out Try while well, Freeze obviously wanted the Auburn job more than anything in the world to give himself a better chance at the job. Started slowly leaking out to reporters that Lane was going to take the job, and that's why some of these reporters started like hopping on the bandwagon, getting that echo chamber going. Freeze was not the only source, obviously, but a source that Lane was taking the Auburn job just to make him squirm a little bit as the sitting Ole Miss head coach the Monday before the Egg Bowl that never happened. He playing a little 3D chess underwater. Yeah, and Lane is the one that likes to play 3D chess. My, my, my one thing, though, is like, I, I, I don't know if like Freeze is smart enough to like come up with that. Like yeah. I'm almost like, did Jimmy tell him to do that? I don't know. Like, I wouldn't put it past him. Or someone had to have told him like that this could put pressure on Lane and make him have to make a decision earlier than because like, I think the way Hugh would have thought about it is like where he would have had to sign the contract before the Egg Bowl. Yes, to, it, which would have made a lot of sense. Uh, to calm down the Ole Miss fan base and said it kind of gets leaked out on Saturday, but you know, hats off to him. He's back in the SEC. Can't wait to kick his ass next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm yeah. not convinced he's going to kill it. No, I, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he he can do what he did at Ole Miss, or he can still relatively kill it. And even like at Auburn, I think that would still be killing it if you win eight, nine games, but you still lose to Bama, you lose to Georgia, and then you probably lose one other SEC game every year, and that's nine and three, and you lose to your two biggest rivals who are better than you anyways, and your fans are still pissed the hell off well, the, the, that you're no better than Gus Ball's on. Well, the thing is, though, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out when the SEC or in uh, Texas and Oklahoma end up joining. Uh, I I don't. Will they still? I mean, obviously they'll still probably play Bama every year, but I don't know if they'll keep the Georgia. Oh, they'll keep Georgia because that's their rivalry. Yeah, they'll keep Bama and Georgia, and then the SEC will probably gift them like. I don't know if they keep those though. Yes, they they absolutely will. They definitely will will keep Alabama. They will one hundred percent. The the Auburn Georgia rivalry is the oldest rivalry in the SEC. They will definitely keep both of those teams, and they'll probably get gifted Vandy. Yeah, yeah, you have to give them some type of. Cupcake because that is that is a brutal two teams to have to play yeah. every year. No, that's that's tough. I mean, I think Freeze is going to win a bunch of games at Auburn. He's a good coach. 
He's off social media. They won't let him tweet or like DM DM anyone. Thank God. A thousand dollars to the first PYP fan that can find Hugh Freeze's next burner. Account. Legitimately a thousand dollars. Like you, we've given out some semi bogus. Uh, we've thrown out some T-shirts here and there. We've probably said some more egregious gifts to PYP listeners. If you PYP listener find Hugh Freeze's burner. We will give you a thousand dollars, Bert. You in on that? You a third? Oh, you... I'll contribute to that. That is very worthy. That's so. But worthy. it's going to be so tough because all the, all the replies that are hyping Hugh Freeze up is just going to sound like normal Auburn. No, fans. what what you do is I'm giving you a map here, PYP, because I'm going to be looking too. This is uh, I'm giving away my cards here. What you do is you search Hugh Freeze on Twitter and then go through the replies of those tweets and see who is the most common. Like reply God of the tweets that just mention Hugh Freeze. They're going they're, to likes too. Who's yes. frequently liking stuff? Yeah, maybe liking some Christian stuff. We need some AI in this. Yes, oh, Elon. God. Elon maybe could help us figure out. We might need to. We might. Oh, need... but but but, but hit, uh, Elon on new Twitter might be able to screw him over. Yeah, to verify yourself. Shit. Uh, well, we're gonna have to get deep here. He's gonna go through someone. He'll go through a human being though. Yes. He'll verify himself. Well, yeah, well, hopefully he learned his lessons from Ole Miss. Hugh, also, you gotta have a middleman. Hugh Freeze's burner will be verified because there's no way Hugh can can go on Twitter without having a check mark next to his name, even if it's his own burner. So I think that's enough Hugh Freeze talk here. Anything else you got? Um, Cadillac Williams is actually oh, the new head coach. Uh, well, well, also, one other thing on the Auburn Hugh Freeze thing. Because they kind of started backing away from Hugh at the last minute about the, you know him DMing that person, they really would have been screwed if they passed on Hugh because Fickle went to Wisconsin. Rule was gone. Rule was gone. I don't know. I I really don't know where they would have gone. You take your chance on Dion. Well, also one other thing to pointing out how Auburn's just always going to be Auburn. Uh, when they announced on the Auburn official Twitter account, announced him, Bruce Pearl replies, "Congrats, Hugh Freeze! Can't wait to see what you and Cardell do." Yeah, like, 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 like Cardell was part of the deal that he has to stay on staff. Yeah, but, I was like, that's that shows he does not have control of that program from the moment that it, wow. it started. No, that was a that was a qualifying. I don't even know if he, that had been announced yet. It was like it was like Bruce just said, "No, you're you Dude, have to hire him." That was like in the in the offer sheet they gave to Hugh was like you have to have yeah. Cadillac assistant, no Twitter account, assistant coach and, have have and running backs coach. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there, there were probably a lot more qualifiers. But one was you cannot control your own Twitter, and number two, you have to have Cadillac as your assistant head coach. I'm sure. Well, I mean, it's just like everything that we've heard about Auburn, like you don't have control of the program, really. Basically, shown right to you immediately that yeah. that's and, and I'm sure Lane's like the things, thank God the things that Lane would have said fuck no to if we if we power ranked the our least favorite basketball football coach combos. I don't think anyone would get close to Auburn being at number one. No. I like I, like I do Bruce. like Bruce Pearl though. Yeah, but like the the his connotation is he's sleazy. Yeah, you but, know? but I think that's I don't a, mind him. He's a players coach. Players think, love him. Yeah, I mean, I think, he takes them to barbecues. That's what the worst he did. Yeah. I no, I would love Bruce Pearl to be my team's basketball head coach. I wouldn't. 
I think I think uh, I would I think I hate Nick Saban and Nate Oates. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's t- yeah. They're, they're I don't hate Nick Saban. I respect the hell of that man. Yeah. No, I I hate him. Buzz Williams. I wish he. he I like Buzz Williams, but I hate Jimbo. They're the same person. They're underachievers. Don't don't <laughs> insult Buzz Williams like that. They're under. They're both underachievers. Buzz Williams wears a freaking vest under his suit every game. Mm. I bet he. I that's bet he. Classy. Buzz breaks classy. a three piece suit. That's like the classiest move you can make. On a basketball court, I bet that jacket lasts five minutes. We should track that. Muscleman and Pittman. What, what do you think happens? I like both those. People. What do you think happens quicker? Buzz Williams jacket coming off in a game, or um, y'all said coach Kermit calling a timeout. Kermit calling a timeout. Jesus Christ! What happens quicker? Or or Bruce Pearl sweating through his jacket? I don't know. I don't know. Or Muss finishing a diet coke. <laughs> or Muss breaking his shoulder. <laughs> All right, let's anyway, talk some football. Yeah, some football. We've been we've been off the rails here. Um, I guess before we get into the championship week, we got to touch on the playoff situation. Number one, obviously Georgia. Number two, obviously Michigan. We got TCU at three. All three of those teams undefeated, very well deserving of those top three spots. USC at number four with one loss to Utah, who they play in the Pac-12 championship. And then behind that, Ohio State and Bama at 5-6. and six. I'm shocked that Ohio State's ahead of Bama. Okay. In a way. I am Because now they, the CFP basically put that in a position where Bama cannot jump Ohio State. It was weird that they asked they them that. It weird. Yeah, they asked, oh, they them, asked that. them that. They okay. asked them that, and they were like, well, not necessarily. I'm like, oh, how shit. in God's green earth... Could Bama jump Ohio State with neither team playing? If, the other fifty. If, if, to if they're one. wanting to discredit themselves more, then that's what they would do. What like, if, like, what if, like, maybe they said that because, like, what if LSU beats Georgia and that makes one of Bama's losses not as bad or something? Like, I don't know. It could. They could get crazy with this shit. I mean, I guess I understand that a little bit. Right. But let me throw out some hypotheticals here for you guys. So, the top four, you know, USC. Number four, one loss. They lost to Utah. If they lose to Utah in the Pac-12 championship, who is the fourth seed in the playoff? I personally think it should be Bama because they have lost two games, both the last play of the game and both on the road. I didn't ask you who should. Who will? I think Bama. Really? They jump Ohio State? I think. Well, I mean, I literally just said they did that, but... Hearing y'all's comments about, oh, we're not very sure. I think so. I think a lot of it kind of depends on the Michigan game. You know, if, if Michigan yeah. looks like world beaters. Looks like world beaters, and I guess that makes Ohio State look a little bit better. Dude, they well, lost I mean, so by what, a billion at what, home. What is Ohio State's best win? Exactly. Notre Dame. Plus, in this day and age. First game of the season. They're also... What is Bama's best win? Penn State, maybe. What's what's Bama's best the win? The probably. Definitely the Hogs at home. <laughs> probably the Rebs the at home. That was a tough, hard-fought win by the Tide. But I mean, I mean, yeah, like, but the Tide really dominated in that well, Hogs well, game. Because you can make the argument play. for Bama, they lost on they beat y'all last, with Justin Milrow. They, they lost on last-second plays Jayden on the Milrow. road Whatever. both times uh, to teams that were pretty good. But then at the same time, they've also had they've won on the last-second plays against teams that are okay. Like y'all Ole are Miss, getting way off A&M, topic though. Texas. I'm asking one question. If I, I, think, I think Ohio loses, State is in. You think Ohio State jumps USC? 
Yes. One loss Ohio State jumps, two loss USC. Yes. Is it okay? USC we, is out. Are we doing is. further hypotheticals? Because I, if, I if, TCU if that's the only hypothetical, no, I've got hella more. Okay, if that is strictly the only hypothetical, for every, this for every, this hypothetical, and that's every the other one. game plays out as expected, then probably Ohio State. Say TCU. So Friday night, USC wins, beats you, beats Utah, eleven and one. TCU gets boat raced by Kansas State, fifty. Four to seventeen, one loss TCU. What happens? That is so damn tough. I think once again that depends on the Michigan game, and you let Ohio State in. I think he. I think Ohio State. I think TCU is good no matter what. Well, actually, no. I think TCU because I I do not think they want to penalize a team for having to play an extra game. Well, because because that was the whole thing with the Big Twelve was that they didn't have one, then they created one, and then you're like, oh, you're gonna take. I I think they want to have as many different conferences in the playoffs as. I love that point. That will definitely come up in discussion. They they. TCU, I think, is in no matter what. My yes, I I agree. I said that is Michigan you in. Said no matter I think what. they sh- yes. yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I I think basically USC is the only open spot left. But I could see I don't know I could see TCU I could see TCU getting bumped out. TCU was the, I wouldn't be surprised. TCU was the three I, seed like four years ago. Which is crazy that TCU's been in the spot so many times. Oh, poor guy. They won fifty-five to three in the Big Twelve championship game, and like Bama won, someone else won, and they went from three to six after they won fifty-five to three in the conference championship. Like, you know, was Ohio State five at that time? Because Ohio yeah. State is the one that jumped them. Whatever happened, yes, Ohio State jumped them. But whatever, like the playoff knows who's going to have eyes on the TV. They know the big name brands are going to make them money. Like they want Ohio State and Bama in. And I think if you give them enough opportunity, if TCU gets blown out, I I think they might just close their eyes and say, we are completely and utterly bought for. We're all for the money, and we'll put Bama or Ohio State in. But I I don't know if if – I think there would be so much backfire on that. Yeah, I mean, because if they do do that, it's – Obvious. It's about, egregious. It, 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 well, no, I mean, it's obvious that it's just about money, and yes. which is fine, I guess. But like, that's what it's going to come down to. Well, and, well, my thing is if, like, I think, I think at the end of the day, TCU gets boat raced by Kansas State, right? Like, that's that's the only way that they could get out of the playoff, even in this scenario. That still means that you would have to put a one-loss Ohio State team in over a one-loss TCU team when Ohio State just got boat raced by Michigan at home in a non in, in, a, in a regular season game, and then but, TCU had to go play a conference championship game, but, and then they got like but they TCU's, had to play an extra game to get boat raced. Ohio State got boat raced in the regular season. TCU's, at home. TCU's loss though, because. We've mentioned this before. TCU played backup quarterback, so TCU's loss, or they beat Kansas State with a backup quarterback. Triple backup quarterback. A triple backup quarterback. Adrian Martinez and Walker Howard both got injured. And then a fully healthy Kansas State beats them. That's kind of the argument, and boat races them. That's kind of the argument that, okay, they were fraudulent, and Lady Luck was on their side all year. Let's give it to Ohio State, whose only loss is to literally the clear number two team in the country. 
now, yeah, which mean, would I, be crazy if there was a college football player I, I, with two I Big Ten teams. Well, actually, they may not even. Oh, it, you think they, that's the craziest thing? Well, be, let me paint you a scenario where USC loses and TCU gets boat raced, and then it's two SEC teams and, and two, two Big, big Ten teams with yeah. Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia in the playoff, which is what they wanted the whole time. So the the one thing I would say on this Woo. though, the little, uh, qualifier is that. In the past, like say going forward, we were like stuck with a four-team playoff forever. I don't think they would want to set the precedent that you're getting punished for playing in your championship game because that's why the Big Twelve created it. I think TCU would be in. I could see them being like, you know what, we're about to be done with the four-team. You know, after next year, that they might be like, you know what, screw it, let's just th- throw in Ohio State and, and and Bama. But I mean, that's a that's a good point because. Because I don't think before, like two years ago, I don't think they would do that because they they were harping on championship games and all that stuff. Right, but right. They, now they might just not have a crap to give. So we'll find out. But all I'm saying is whatever we pick is going to happen this week. That's true. That's a fact. Whatever we pick will happen. And in two years, there's going to be a 12-team playoff, and this is going to be wide-ass open. Exactly. It's going to be pure electricity. The Hogs and the Rebs will probably both be in. Against each other against first each round, other no first doubt round. about it. I will say, in two years, Quinshawn Judkins will be a junior, about to go pro. Jackson Dart will be a senior. Luke Altmaier will be a senior for Arkansas. Oh, you think you're going to get him? No, we're not going to get him. We're getting uh, UNC's backup quarterback. He's backup? from Arkansas. Okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Oh, well, he lost the starting job to the best quarterback enjoy, in the country. Enjoy, enjoy, Great backup. Him, Sean Hemkins will be a junior, and Jackson Dart will be a senior. That has Reb's offense on fire for the 12, first year of the 12-team playoff. We will guaranteed be in it, and you can guarantee the Pick Your Poison podcast. We'll be breaking it down in 2024. But this weekend, we got college championship week picks Give Pullman a call. Yo. Pullman. How are we? Uh, not as good as you. South Carolina got a big win last weekend. Uh, well, disregard South Carolina. The, let's talk about the major game. My New Mexico State Aggies. Probably my biggest money line victory of all time. That had to be good because didn't you call, was it New Mexico State or New Mexico that you said was the worst college ball team in FBS like a year ago? Uh, both. Yeah. And for you to ride them, I mean, I know why you rode them, because obviously Hugh Freeze had his mind completely elsewhere, and his team completely gave up on him. But th- that was a hell Dude, of a they read. they kind of ball. Yeah, I watched a lot of that game. New Mexico State could kind of ball. Who's like, the quarterback could kind of throw the ball. Do they have a cool coach? Like, young guy? Burst looking for someone to replace Sam Pittman. Oh. Is, is that touchy after... That that has been a roller coaster. You know, speaking of uh, of Pullman's decline in in game performances, so so has the ride of Arkansas been the last couple of weeks. What are you talking about? We literally just beat the Rebs. That was like the last game we played. Oh, are we disregarding the the border war? I'm down to do that too. I don't like Missouri. Yeah, and the Rebs didn't play last weekend either. So I guess. Oh, we- I'm- we weren't there at all, so we'll get. I was just hanging out for in, in vault in the vault for fun. Well, yeah, I was there for Thanksgiving. Uh, I was there for the light show. Yeah, yeah, it was a great light show. I thought Morgan Wallen was playing then. I didn't realize it was <laughs> it was six months later. But 
Uh, Pullman, we'll get right into this week's game. First up, it's a barn burner on Friday. We got Utah playing USC. Utah already beat USC earlier this year. USC is a two and a half point favorite. Over under of 67. Pullman, I'll throw it straight to you. Do you think Caleb Williams, the Heisman winner, is going to have revenge against Utah? Uh, yeah. I, I, that whole first Utah, I was on Utah that game, or rooting hard for him. I remember watching it. And uh, Utah needed everything to fall their way for that game to happen. I, I kind of think USC is not a pretender. Like, they have enough in the Pac-12 to be as good as they are. Uh, give me give me Caleb Williams, you know, the fighting Troge. Uh, I believe in him. And plus, like, Utah is kind of one of those teams where I'm like, uh, sometimes they don't have anything to play for. They don't really show up. And uh, I believe they get the they get the Rose Bowl if they lose, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think Utah might just say, "Give me, give me." Or they get Rose Bowl regardless. So yeah, they're gonna just say, "We're fine. We know where we're going." Give me, give me uh, USC here. I do like Caleb Williams. I like that the fact that he had a F U C K N D painted on his fingernails. I mean, I'm not a big like paint your fingernails guy, but like. If you're going to trash the other team with your fingernails... He does that every game. Oh, he does? Yeah, it's like every... Like a rival will just be like F-U-C-K-U-T-A-H. Yeah. I like I like Utah as an underdog, but I feel like Utah... Like you said, Utah at home is different than Utah anywhere else. And they had to pull out all the stops. They had a two-point conversion at the very end to beat USC after like a 75-yard touchdown drive. And their tight end, who is now, I think he's injured, he had 18 catches in that game against USC. Jeez. Yeah, he, he is a stud. But I, th- I think he's out, or at least he's questionable right now. So I think I'm with you, Pullman, with USC. I, I, I'm definitely not touching Utah. The the problem is the public's all over USC. I've seen a bunch of big money bets come in on USC. I think my favorite play is the over here. I don't trust USC's defense. I know they can score a bunch. And the first game had like 81 points combined. And so 67 seems a little low. The game is in Vegas in Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, in the Dome. I think... Both these teams can play towards that. I like the over of sixty-seven. Boomer, what are you thinking? I, I'm on. I'm on USC as well. I mean, they've got literally everything to play for right now, and beating the same team twice in the same year is tough. You know, they lost on the road. I think a neutral field. I'm going to take USC. I will, I will say, did you see Kyle Whittingham, the Utah coaches, uh, like press conference on Monday? He was. He was talking about how Caleb Williams is the Heisman Trophy winner, how USC's playing for the playoff, and he was like, yeah, it was the most like subtly confident coach I've ever seen. Like we, really? We, he was basically asked about like being the underdog role, and he talked about the Heisman Trophy and them being in the playoff, and he was like, we kind of thrive in this role. That's like all I really said. I don't, I don't love that. It was like, with like that a little, true, that very is, confident. Okay, with like a little smirk on his face. Yeah, with a little smirk on his face. He was like, "We we we play pretty well in these underdog games." So I like, yeah, shoot, maybe, maybe I might lean lean towards over then. <laughs> I, that's the only thing that scares me there, Pullman. Do you see that press conference? 
No, I, I miss that. And and I will say, Pac-12 chaos does that does emerge always. So I am forgetting that. But I, you know, I think I'm blinded by the Hollywood goggles still. Bert, they are going to introduce me first. But here we go. Um, you know, last week we had USC, or I had Notre Dame. I think most of us had Notre Dame. We all I thought, had Notre I'm Dame. Not, I thought Notre Dame was a pretty damn good team. And USC handled them very, very well. I'm kind of scared about that press conference thing because there's times where, like, a good coach they knows. They know something. They know we're going to beat you, you know. I mean, yeah. I've seen, like, post-game videos of Sam. Like, when we played AM last year, it was like, y'all knew we were going to win that game. We were way better than them. And the national perception was no way. Yeah. And so that kind of scares me about, about Kyle Whittingham. But, uh, dude, give me – USC money line minus 150. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher than that, but I'm going to put a couple units on it so I can kind of make up for taking the minus 225 monetarily. So I, the over, I like that too, was 88 points on that last game. Whew. That's a 45 to 43. That's yeah. a, so yeah. many points. And that's a, that was a pretty good point that everything had to go Utah's way, Pullman, and I think it really did. USC is – they don't really have too much to play for other than just win. So that's why I'm kind of scared about the over. So I'm going to give USC money line two units. I like it. We're, that's a little bit too much of a consensus quake for me. Thank God I'm on the over only. I'm not on the side there. Hey, Plus the college football playoff is rooting for USC right here. Uh, Pac-12. They Pac-12 need it. It, sa- it saves them they making need a tough it. decision. Pac-12 refs are pulling – the Pac-12 office, the Pac-12 refs are pulling for also, USC. Is Mark, is Mark Curls also working the Pac-12? Nope. Okay, then. Yeah, if they can give a favorable call, they will. Pullman, anything else on this game? Uh, no, that's all I got. Going into the next one, the Big 12 championship game, Saturday at 11 o'clock. These, the first two games of the week are probably the best two games. Kansas State against TCU. TCU, a two, another two-and-a-half-point favor with an over-under of 62. Another revenge spot, except in the opposite way. The team that needs to make the playoff won against probably the better team the last time these two teams played. Kansas State had their first two quarterbacks go down. Bert, do you trust TCU? They've been flirting with with losses all season. And I think a lot in this podcast, like for the past almost like six weeks, we've talked about TCU's magic has got to run out. We've got one more opportunity because – the college football playoff, like they'll they'll get matched up against either Michigan or or Georgia, and there's just no way. I'm gonna give it one more go, and I'm gonna think that the magic's gonna run out here. I'm gonna get that plus money on Kansas State and take them to win. Yeah, I think that unlike unlike USC, who has to win to make the playoff, I think TCU can keep this game close. And does the winner make... get the Rose Bowl? No. Rose Bowl is Big Ten against uh, Big Ten. Pac-12. Oh, so no. I think TCU can keep it close. The prob- like, There's no way that both these favorites are two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're both two-and-a-half-point favorites needing a win to make the playoff. Like, There's no way they both fall into line. Vegas knows something here. I think USC covers and then TCU does not. And it all goes to shit in terms of like who we thought should make the playoff. I like Kansas State here. I love Walker Howard, the Kansas State quarterback, got hurt halfway through the game last year or like earlier this year when they were up twenty-eight to ten. 
TCU ended up winning 38-10. Kansas State didn't score after he got hurt. He is back. He and Deuce Vaughn are dynamic in that Kansas State backfield. I think TCU can score, too. I kind of like this over as well of 62. I don't love taking both overs in these first two games, but I love Kansas State, and I think I'm going to take the over, too, Boomer. Do you see TCU making it all the way? No, I mean, I, I've, I've been with Bird on that, where we've been waiting for their magic to run out. Oh, Lord. Uh, and I, this is going to be it. This is where we draw the line. Kansas State, take the points. Well, Friday night. The- Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll do money line. Yeah, why not? Why not? Friday night, I think the college football playoff is going to get their wish, and and USC is going to win. And then, and then Saturday and then morning, it doesn't matter. And then, well, then it kind of it, well, it matters. I, I think as long as uh, TCU does not get blown out, if they lose a close game, like I think if it's a close game, I think even if they lose, that they they'll be fine. We did so many hypothetical hypotheticals earlier that I don't really remember, but. I think if TCU is the only team that loses, you almost have to take Ohio State. Not if they, not if they keep it close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's going to end up working out where it makes the decision easy for the playoff yeah. committee. We did hypothetical on that clavicle on the on the playoff race earlier. Pullman, what do you have in this game? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, my I have a line for you guys. Uh, do we actually watch the first play of this game, or is USA Soccer still going on? Uh, we might miss the first half with as crazy as stoppage time has been in this tournament and with the fact that we're probably going to beat them in penalty kicks because Matt Turner's going to save three, we might we might miss at least the first quarter. Well, and, and if it's tied at the end of regulation, it goes to what, like? 30 double, more minutes. Yeah, double overtime or I guess like, yeah, one 30 overtime. more minutes. It's, it's going to be 0-0 zero, zero ball the whole way. America, All of America's going to be watching, you know, People like me are going to love every second of it. There's going to be a contingency that is like, why the hell am I watching this? But I got to see what happens. It's going to be 0 0 the whole way. It's going to go into PKs. Some people are going to be pissed that they're ending a game on that. And then we're going to come out victorious. I, I, this game is on ABC. I wish this game was on Fox so they would have to go straight from America. The USA game into this game, oh, like wow. like how pissed would college football fans be if like they turn it on and the USA soccer match was in in double overtime penalty kicks? It'd be like judge <laughs> when when, when, when Kansas State TCU is in the second quarter. <laughs> like I'm just imagining this game is somehow like being played in Manhattan, and then the shock of the cameras going from Qatar to Manhattan, Kansas. But um. <laughs> No, my, my bet for this game is uh, USA-Netherlands nil-nil plus 700 uh, full-time. Yeah, I love that bet, actually. What's that? Is that like plus 300? Seven. Plus 700. Plus seven, seven to one. God, I have to ride with Pullman and plus money in that in that territory. Dude, it's I think it's going to be a rock fight. So, fuck this game. I think TCU's going to win, though, so giving TCU minus two and a half. All right, going into the SEC Championship, we got LSU Tigers coming off a tough, tough loss to A&M. That was gross. I will say, next week, next year, boys and girls, A&M Senior Night, that should be an auto bet. Yeah, they they played inspired football. That that cult in A&M on their Senior Night is a totally different ball game. Don't let let anyone tell you differently. LSU is a 17-and-a-half point underdog over under a 52-and-a-half Pullman. 
does Georgia have a revenge game of last year's SEC championship and win this one to have a perfect season? Uh, yeah, they win, but LSU covers. Uh, I don't. I literally just either Georgia just doesn't give one fuck, or they're a, kind of a flawed team, and I think the latter is more uh, more likely to be the scenario. So, so give me LSU plus seventeen and a half. I saw where Georgia plays a top twenty-five team the last like seven, six or seven times they've played a top twenty-five team. They have not let them score more than fourteen points. Mm. Which is, which you know, Georgia is strong. <laughs> Georgia is who they are. They they Missouri kept them close. Kentucky played them close. They still didn't score that much, but they still kept them close. Like Georgia rises to the occasion, I guess, because they like they get kind of they play with their food a little too much with these shitty teams. I think they shut LSU's offense down. Especially with Jaden Daniels on a bum ankle. I don't think he'll be able to move as much. I think that limits LSU's offense a ton. And if Georgia can limit their offense, I think their offense also kind of stymies. I like the under of 52 here. 81% of the bets and 69% of the money, that's nice, is on the over. I like the under of 52.5. I think that's way too many points with this Georgia defense. And you got Harold Perkins coming off the edge for LSU against a, you know, decent but not great Georgia O-line with Stetson Bennett back there. I think he can get some pressure and slow that offense down. Give me the under of 52. Bert, what do you see here? Yeah, I think the, the squarest thing I've thought all year was the fact that Georgia really, this game has no matter whatsoever to them. LSU, it's kind of like a they're just playing with house money at this point, so just go out and play football. And so the initial reaction there is obviously pick LSU with a whole 17 and a half points. That's a lot of points. And that sounds so square to me to think of that I'm on that under too. Mm. I think it's I think it's going to be a – I don't think teams are going to play tight by any means, but – I just don't see that many points being scored here. Well, my favorite take LSU the, has not scored much lately. No, my favorite take. Hey, you, the, don't, you don't need a pretty win. Just winning by ten and getting out of there, and no one. And they, exactly. they don't even they don't even need to win. No, I mean, no, I mean, obviously it's SEC championship. Like your players want to win that. And I, I think well, LSU is coming off a but terrible they're, they're, loss. Well, yeah, that my, my my favorite take of the week was that that Georgia is going to somehow avenge the loss to Bama. That they lost the SC Championship last year and then won the Natty. They somehow want to win the SC Championship game this year and like right the wrongs. Like who gives a shit? I mean, they wait. Have they, they won? Have, have they won the SEC Championship under Kirby? I think yes. Or did Bama beat them every time? No, I, I thought I thought well, uh, the first they, I thought they beat Bama and then Bama beat them in the championship. So it was two, these uh, past like two years or yeah, whatever have been yeah, reversed. Yeah, they've okay. like, gone back and forth. Ray Allen. But, but, the, but the one thing, though, is uh, LSU's quarterback took some serious hits at the end of that, that A&M game. Like, mm-hmm. Now, I, he's hobbled. Like, and, and if he is not able to be mobile, I mean, that's, like, kind of his biggest threat, I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I, 17 and a half is a lot of points. I kind of what, – what is – tell me this. What is uh, LSU's team total? LSU's team total, let me get to it real quick. 17 and a half. 17 and a half. I kind of like, I kind of like that. Uh, under? Yeah. 
I got, I got the the hook in my favor there. Yeah, I'm I'm full game under. I might even yeah that makes that makes it's a lot a of sense. Thirty four seventeen game. Is yeah, like like that. That's such a like I, I I totally could see that happening. I, I don't think Georgia scores thirty four. Well, I, I don't think Georgia's like gonna want to have to try. Like I think get up get up ten or fourteen points and then just kind of sit on them. Yeah, I'm going Georgia under thirty four there. Both team totals under and the full game. The, under. Yeah, oh I'm, wait, I'm, big I'm, brain. Are we are we Georgia under thirty five? I think we're both teams under both. There's I don't think there's no way both teams get over this total. I'm going Georgia under and but damn it, I, I want to take Georgia LSU first quarter. Could, but I can't. LSU with that. could just be like we have nothing to lose. Just I mean, kind of what you're. What you were saying is a square play, but like they're the square narrative. Do we, do we bet they this have game nothing. like roulette, where like you know you, you might lose some on this, but you know we, you might hit seventy percent. Yeah, we got a we got a bunch of squares out there. We have like we have every you know both teams <laughs> under the full game under. We have LSU plus seventeen. They're like we're we're all over the board, but just sprinkling it all, and and odds are that we win three fourths of them. Love it. All right, next game we got the AAC championship: UCF against Tulane in Nolens. Tulane with Willie Fritz as the head coach, minus four over under of fifty seven and a half. Pullman, do you think John Rise can do the same thing they did last time? He will not run for 183 yards with a longer 63 and two touchdowns. That that's my bet. Give me Tulane. I think he is going to do that. The one thing you can't like you can't fake a rush defense. Like your rush defense is what it is. I think UCF was an underdog last time they played and they beat Tulane outright. I, I if Willie Fritz would have gone to Georgia Tech like originally said, like the report said, like Lane Kiffin would have done, like the reports would have said. I would have bet UCF even more. I think they would be favorites in this game, if so. But I still want the four points with UCF. I think they're the better team, the more talented team. And Tulane's rush defense is 93rd in the country. Like, I, I get you can scheme that, and I get that, they, that UCF ran all over them the first time. But I think I think rush defense and rushing offense is something that can travel and doesn't change. So getting UCF plus the four here in New Orleans – is John Rice even the starting quarterback anymore? I think I think he got benched. Well, the backup is even faster than John Rice. Oh, okay. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I thought I saw. Or I feel like I was watching them last weekend. I I, I believe that John Rice was either injured or got benched. Uh, I think they like the other quarterback more, but like they're giving John Rice the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's very where, where do they play this game? It's in New Orleans at at Tulane Stadium. Not not in the Superdome. At Tulane's twenty thousand seat stadium, you know what? I'm, Forgot I'm the just, home team gets it. I, I'm just going to take Tulane. This, they've had a great season. I, I cap it off at home. That makes me feel so good about my UCF bet. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't really have any take on this, yeah, you, but, but I'm just going. I know you know nothing on this. Hey, I, hey, I know back man. Ross, but I, I want to say this. So the last three <laughs> games, for the last two games, the two quarterbacks have been going Ray Allen back and forth, fifty fifty. God. Okay, that Ray Allen scares me a little bit. That's a sharp shooting yeah, right you know, there. Yeah, you know, uh, still having a quarterback controversy in uh, your championship game. That's normally pretty good. Bert, anything on this one? Yeah, I just I did a uh, you know initial reaction, gun to the head, two lane pick. I, I think this line's perfectly placed. I have no idea what to do. Uh, it's not gonna be on my card. 
Give me the points with UCF. We'll get right into the night games here on Saturday. We got the Big Ten Championship. Who would have thunk Purdue? Pullman, if Northwestern was in this, how much money would you have won? Uh, I, I think that's like a, a hundred and twenty to pay out. Yeah, I think you had uh, Northwestern after they beat Nebraska in, in week zero at a hundred to one. No, it was before that. That was my one future of the season. Yeah, it was. He, it was even year Northwestern. Yeah, he, even he even year be, Northwestern a hundred to one to make the championship. He wouldn't be on this podcast if he'd hit that. No, he'd be he'd be in Vegas with <laughs> with some Jordan Belfort money. We got Purdue plus seventeen, Michigan. I think they don't have to even remotely care about this game. Over under 52 in Indianapolis in the Dome. Bert, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, this is the same conversation we're about to have with that we had with LSU-Georgia, right? Yeah, who cares? Same line, who cares? that It doesn't matter. And so, Hey, but Corum's out. Corum's out, but the other guy ran all over Ohio State. He had that super oh. long run, at least. That, I saw that one. That was all over him. Yeah. No, he ran all over. He had like it's 200 a, yards. Yeah, it's an offensive line thing, not necessarily a quorum thing. It's a bully ball thing. Um. Anyways, Hogs are about to hire Michigan's uh, assistant strength and conditioning coach. And we saw the bully ball they play. We're about to bully ball next year. Wait, you're year. hiring their assistant strength? Yeah, former former fullback for the Hogs. As, as what? As what? Wait. Our, our head S&C. Oh, that's a promotion there. Yeah, it's a promotion for him, but he's you a hog at heart. You were talking about a strength and conditioning coach? Dude, do you, yeah. how, do you realize how big oh we're going to be next year? We're going to be huge. Y'all are already huge. You're Arkansas. Y'all are units. That's all you have going for you. Pullman, I like I like Purdue here, plus 17, and the over of 52. I don't like taking an underdog and the over, but AOC in a dome against a defense that probably doesn't care that much because they don't need to. Does like AOC it. love Dome? I like, well, I mean, it's a it's a Dome. I, mean, he's be, I literally blacked out after you said AOC Dome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to be slinging it. I was like the wily Coyote with my eyes rolling in the back of <laughs> AOC in a Dome with that over. And they're probably, Michigan's probably going to run it down their throat for the first half. And then AOC is going to be slinging it in the second half because they have to because they're going to be like fighting from behind, he's gonna have 700 yards passing. I love the over and Purdue to backdoor cover this. That I mean, this might those two might be my favorite best of the week. Both both of those, Boomer, you're probably gonna take Michigan. No, I'm I'm gonna take Purdue here. Uh, I talked you into it too much, didn't I? No, no, they don't have much to play for. Give me a reason besides what I just said. Well, so. Their water boy, Barry... Uh, McCockner? No, Barry McLean. He is actually leaving to come to Ole Miss. And uh, so I think the team's really going to rally around him. He's going to carry the fire stingers for Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the strength and yeah. conditioning coach leaving. You you the, saying that actually did make me think about this. Uh, speaking of AOC Pullman, his brother died. Oh, I had that on my notes. <laughs> Last week. Oh, yes. no. Yes. This so, is going to be an inspired game. I, I forgot. AOC's brother passed away. I like He was pretty questionable to even play what this did game. He, what did he know about Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> Probably too much. The uh, yeah no that, that's that's gonna be some inspired football th- th- rallying around the water boy and your quarterback yeah the water boy's leaving to go to the Ole Miss and the quarterbacks but well 
I will say though, the only the quarterbacks brother, if it was like a you know running backs brother. The quarterback's brother, I need his mind clear. I don't need his mind somewhere else. Yeah, no, but, but that's where you just are so focused. like In the moment. Like, this is, yeah, like, inspi- I don't know, just like inspired football. And, like, and John Harbaugh, I feel like, would respect him enough to be like, if he's driving down the field to have a last-second touchdown, he just, like, let him score. Yeah, when, when it doesn't matter, yeah. Because I, I don't know why, for some reason, because – what to what Bert said? This is a very similar situation to the SEC championship. But for some reason, I feel like Michigan's gonna be more likely to be like, "All right, we're, we're gonna lay down our weapons, you know, raise the white flag. Let's yeah. just we'll get out of here with a win, ten points. Uh, but you can get that backdoor cover." Yes, give me the over and Purdue here. Late, or I guess at the same time, the. I guess this is the the down bad bowl. Both teams losing to an underdog rival, still playing in the ACC championship game. Clemson off a loss to South Carolina. North Carolina off a loss to NC State. Clemson's a seven and a half point favorite. Over under of sixty three and a half. Pullman, your South Carolina Gamecocks kicked the shit out of Clemson last weekend. Can North Carolina do it this weekend? Oh, you also forget my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets kicked the shit out of North Carolina two weekends ago. No, I wish I had my sound effects ready. Fire this game in the fucking sun. This should this game should have been canceled. Both programs should be embarrassed. Uh, if you're an alumni of these schools, I should not see you watching this game this weekend. That's all I got. So no bet from Pullman. I'm taking the over of 63. There's no way either of these defenses give a shit about this game. Both, like I said, both coming off a rivalry loss, like an embarrassing rivalry loss. They have nothing to play for. Why would either of these defensive care? Drake May for North Carolina is pretty solid. I think they can score, and North Carolina's defense is ass. Give me the over of 63. I don't think I love a side. If I had to take one, I would take North Carolina in the points. Just got to think this gets crazy high scoring. And if it's going to be that crazy high scoring, give me the points. In a in a seven and a half point game, when I can get a touchdown on either side, Boomer, what do you see? I I like I like uh, North Carolina here. I understand that they also lost, or both teams here have lost to their in-state rival the week before. But losing to NC State compared to losing to South Carolina, I feel like it's such a it's much more uh, demoralizing loss. And, and but the I feel like the bigger question here is when are we going to stop treating Clemson, like that they are Alabama or Georgia. That's because, a fair damn question. Because, because, because the past, what, two years or three years, we've been acting like that they are a big dog. They were for a moment, but they had two generational quarterbacks. Okay? Any team, if you have a, Cam Newton, throw him on Auburn or throw him on Mississippi State. They win a national championship. Yeah, yeah you have a really great player. But I'm saying they are not a great program like an Alabama Georgia right now, or Ohio State, Michigan. Like, hey, they've won. They've won more recently than Ohio State, though. Well, that's that's fair enough. But I'm saying that, like, I don't know, like where Ohio State bottoms out is way higher than where Clemson can bottom out. That's true. And I feel like South Carolina and Clemson last weekend were like ships passing the night. Like, one team's in the SEC, one team can raise a bunch of NIL money. And the other teams in the ACC, which is fading so far back in time, 
They have no money in their programs. I honestly thought Dabo might take the Auburn job just I, because. I, I, I have believed that too because it, it just seemed like out of the tides were going. Well, dude, know, if you were still without a lake, he was smart. Yes, yeah. Clemson on a lake is what Auburn. But does. does but does he want that Alabama job? Is that kind of what? Dude, they all Bama would not hire Dabo. That would be a think? terrible hire by Bama. I, I like. I think that Clemson, like you said, like. We have to recalibrate our minds to not put Clemson auto top five at the beginning of every season. Yeah. Because if you put them at like 15 at the start of every year, they, they wouldn't even finish in the top 25. Like, what, what are they ranked right now? They're 20, I don't even know. They are, they're number nine right now. See, that, see that, that's horseshit. They're like, 10 that, that, and two. They're 10 and two. They've only had two losses. But yeah, they, but you play in the ACC. They, you, play, you, they you, beat you, you, they right. beat Wake Forest and Pitt and Maryland or and 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 Boston College. Like congratulations, great! You have to go undefeated. To this go. game is going to be gross. If you bet this game and or if you watch this game from start to finish, you're a degenerate and you didn't bet on the Purdue Michigan game, which also starts seven. So I don't know. It looks like a sexy matchup on paper. It is not a sexy matchup. Pullman, anything else this weekend? Uh, yeah, I gotta find the exact bet I want. But uh, Fury's fighting around four o'clock. Um, probably gonna take him about with a knockout somewhere around the third to six. Maybe bet bet all four of those rounds. But that's about all I got. All right. I also have I also have Boise State over Fresno State minus three. Boise State's defense is top 10 in the country. I like Jake Hayner a bunch. He's been, like, all over my – if I see Jake Hayner against a shitty team, I take him with Fresno. But this Boise defense is different. It's on the blue turf in Boise. They're only laying three. I like them a lot to win the Mountain West. Bert, you got anything else? I know you have I know you have some footy picks. Yeah, I mean, I've got soccer if y'all want them. I said footy. Yes. All right, here we go. So we're talking about tomorrow. So the 9 a.m. games pod may not be released by then. I, I highly doubt it, but I'll do it for you. Uruguay burn the midnight oil. Two units minus 130. They must win this game. Uh, Korea doesn't necessarily need to win this game. Uh, so Korea South or North? South Korea. Uh, North Korea will never make another World Cup. Um, South Korea draw or South Korea, I think, is plus 110, so take that. In uh, the Brazil-Cameroon game, Brazil, this game doesn't matter at all. My sweet Arsenal Prince, Gabriel Martinelli, is going to get some playing time. He's going to run all over this Cameroon defense. He's going to get a goal, so let's give him a goal. I think that was plus 230, maybe even higher. Serbia-Switzerland. I literally have no clue. I just did an eeny, meeny, miny, mo on it. It landed on draw, so let's go plus 230. But a couple... I actually just, love that. That's two units for me on the draw there. Add it to my that, card. I was about to say three. Yeah, add that to my card. I have literally no idea. I mean, it's plus 160 for Serbia, plus 170 for Switzerland. That screams draw. They both kind of need results there. They're both going to play a little bit tight. And then um, future-wise, I don't know when our next pod is going to be. I know it's plus 200. I know those odds seem terrible, but give me Brazil to win the damn thing at plus 200. What? Yes. No, the freaking the Yanks are going to win the World Cup. The Yanks will win the World Cup, but the value's there for Brazil at if, plus 200. If the Yanks don't win it, that's rude. Um, France also to win the World Cup at plus 500. Those are the two teams that are going to make it. 
look out on Twitter. What about I, Saturday? What about Saturday? You know we about to do it to him. What is the? What are the I need some lines. Hey, hey, what about this? Pulisic over uh, half a shot on target minus one fifteen. Is that what it so, is? Is that what it is for Saturday? Yeah, pick him basically for him half a, for a shot on target yesterday. Okay, boys and girls, do not do not submit your bets until eight a.m. when the lineup is released. He had a pelvic bruise because he that, scored what, so that, hard. We're with not his, all doctors here. Is that a wiener bruise near the wiener? Because I think he. I had a pelvic bruise last night. <laughs> he he scored that goal with his third leg, and I think it, it, it hurt so hard that it he has a pelvic bruise. Um, anyways, he's gonna be slanging that thing all over the Dutch defense, all over their cute little flower fields. They're the number one exporters of flour in the world. We're gonna stomp over those dandelions. Um, USA is plus one eighteen to advance. Let's get that right now. Um, Honestly, on Saturday the line it's terrible game. It's Argentina Australia is the other one. Home win, baby. Messi to score. Let's Pullman, see what it is. Pullman, we're taking Australia. What's the Australia money line? <laughs> Dude, plus twelve hundred. Pullman, we're taking Australia plus twelve hundred for the homeland. Perth's gonna be rocking. Uh, Perth might not even be awake yet. I, uh, no, they'll, they'll be party already. They're no, that'll be late night in Perth. That'll be like two a.m. Uh, two days afterwards in Perth. Hold on, I get out my albatross to, to count that. Hey, to reach the final of France Brazil final would be it won't let me parlay it, but it's plus one twenty and plus two hundred. If I can find that on any book, pick that. He hates the troops. He hates the Yanks. He doesn't think we're gonna win. We'll have to come back after we beat that ass against the Holland, Netherlands, Dutch bitch ass on Saturday. To have a Monday pod to shove it in his face. Uh, it's it's plus nine hundred for Brazil to win this damn thing. France second. Let's let's get that. I'm gonna keep scrolling. They don't even give us the option to USA. That's unbelievable. I feel like that's wrong. America to win. America to win right now. I took it before the tournament started at plus, like, 2,500. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, zero, zero, plus 700 tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry, I plus 15,000. one to odds. Yeah, it's it's 15,000 to one now, Pullman, so you're yeah. sharp there. I, I've got two units on the draw on Saturday. Coward. Plus 700. Well, there, there can be no draw. <laughs> plus a million. Oh. All right, well, that's it for this week, boys and girls. We will have our cards Coming out for championship weekend. You better keep your ear to the ground because the USA play at 9 o'clock. Set your alarms early out there on the West Coast and in Australia. I think that's a a 1 a.m. kickoff in Australia. So keep your ear to the ground. And until then, let them ride. Love you. Peace.
USA. USA.